the courage that somebody has to ask that question to join. And then if you're in a group and you say no to them, oof, I mean, talk about sending a message that Jeepers are not friendly or we don't want to help people. And I understand, trust me, you're on a run and you're doing a black diamond. You don't want some newbie hanging around necessarily because you want to get through it. I'm just saying, remember where we all started. Hi, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the premier show for Jeep enthusiasts and hardcore off-roaders. Whether you're new to the Jeep world or a seasoned Jeeper, we've got you covered with latest news, tips, and advice to help you get the most out of your Jeep. On tonight's episode, the 2024 Jeep Wrangler is cheaper. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. That's good. That's, that's like big news, isn't it? I like it. It's got to be a lie. we got to be baiting people in, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yep. So in Newbie Nuggets, Wendy shares some tips on being a good mentor. I was thinking, I was going to say meteor, but that that's not it at all. Well, it could be that too, I don't guess. <laughs> <laughs> My luck, I'd probably knock down a fence if I was a meteor and get in trouble with Wendy. <laughs> so uh, the Gladiator update, oil change. No, it's not a euphemism. And on our must-have for your Jeep, Baxter Performance Spin-On Oil Filter Adapter. It, it's a much simpler thing than all the words I used to just, I uh, just name it. I was going to say, I can't wait for this one because what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and Wendy, you know about this because I was bragging about it last week. You know, if yes. you are in the Tampa Bay, Florida area, check out the Jeep Talk Show on WWPR 1490 AM at 6 AM Eastern Time, a.k.a. New York Time. We discussed that, right, uh, Wendy, mm-hmm. how they like the yes. New York Time over there? Uh, and it's going to be every Monday at 6 AM. So, you, you know, if you hear the show or if you set your alarm... <laughs> You get up so that you can listen to it. Uh, let us know what you think. How did it sound? You know, were were you able to get the uh, get the signal from the the AM radio station? Did you have to hook your antenna to the toaster or or, <laughs> yes. or anything like that? Uh, you yeah. know. So, uh, no, no dispersions on uh, the, the on the fourteen ninety a.m. The, the great folks over there have spent a lot of time talking to me through this stuff because it's all brand new to me. Brand and new. It's it's really really simple. Uh, getting a show on a radio station, <laughs> all it takes is money, and you know, I love it. A show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and what did you guys think about chick chat? That's love hard to say. Hear. That's it hard is to hard say. to say. Chick chat. Yeah. Say it fast. Chick chat. Yeah. Chick chat. <laughs> uh, check, please. Uh, it's our first women-only led episode. And I just want to repeat this. Our first women-only led episode. And yeah. you know, we're hoping this is going to be a regular thing with uh, Julianne so. and you, Wendy. Yeah, it will. I think it's going to uh, get some legs. It's going to take us a couple times to get all the little bugs worked out, but there isn't too many of them. So we're good. And I just want to repeat, the Jeep Talk Show is serious about getting more women involved in this sport. Keep listening for more information on when the next episode of Chick Chat will be on. It'll definitely be on a Monday, uh, whenever it's on. Yeah. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and on this episode, I'm going to be discussing what a good mentor actually looks like and does. Oh, cool. That's uh, That'll be very interesting. So, um, I don't know about this, Wendy. Uh, mm. it, it is a legitimate story, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. The mm. 2024 Jeep Wrangler is going to be cheaper. <laughs> is that like because they made cheaper parts or they couldn't get all the parts so let's sell them anyway oh, without you're, half the parts you're buying a kit is what you're yes, saying that's right <laughs> it's a jeep some, kit yes yeah, some assembly required 
just scavenge parts, scavenge parts off of uh, other vehicles. Uh, yeah. Jeeps left along the uh, the highway or the beach. We'll we'll have a story that explains the Gosh. beach thing here coming up. Um, so Jeep Wrangler Four by E gets a price cut for 2024, and this isn't just a tax break. Because I, I don't know if you remember, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. The tax break is no longer $7,500 no, for the 4 by Not No, it's not. I think this, this is going to be an actual price reduction. And I have a feeling it's because a lot of the shipping charges for the parts and things like that has gone down. Oh, that's interesting. I, I don't know. Um, so the, the and, it, and it really depends on what model 4XE you're getting. Uh, yeah. For example, the 4XE Willys is unchanged, price is unchanged from 2023 at 56530 with destination. Um, however, the new Sport S base model starts at 51790 making uh, entry-level 2024 Wrangler 4xe $4,740 cheaper than 2023. Is that is that really going to make a difference for somebody? I mean, $4,000? Oh, I, would, I would love a $5,000 discount on well, a Jeep. Well, I mean, I understand that, but <laughs> you're talking about a sport-based model, which means what? you got to add more stuff to it. So, yeah, I guess the 5000 would be great. Well, I you know... Put I, that into more stuff. I don't know about the Sport S Wrangler, but the Gladiator I have is a Sport S, and, and I'm very happy with it. The only thing, I, I mean, I've added a little a few things here and there, but it, I mean, like um, door sills that say uh, Gladiator, uh, which, you know, were 50 bucks. And, uh, and, and and beyond that, I'm not paying for seven years on those those things like I would be if it came with the Jeep. Very good point. Yeah. And take, <laughs> because you, well, you could take that five grand and put it toward whatever you want to upgrade to. There's it, always something you want to add to your Jeep. Exactly. I mean, five grand's, five grand would probably get you lockers and uh, new gears uh, front and rear. Yeah. Could even be better tires. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so uh, now you can still get, uh, you, you know, with the 40, uh, yeah, the 4740 off, you can still get the 3750 EV tax credit. Under wow. clean vehicle credit rules for eligibility, uh, also require a sticker price of eighty thousand or less, and upper limits for household income. In other words, you got to fit. You got to be in the groove. You got to be right in the in that sweet spot to be able to get this thirty seven fifty off. But but still, that's like nine thousand dollars. Exactly. Now that's we're talking huge. some serious yes. cash. Serious. I think it's a great idea. And if you're if you were on the fence about buying a four XE, maybe this is when you do it. Now it's cheaper. You know, the only downside I can say about a 4xe is uh, the the engine. I would much prefer it have a 3.6 in it. Uh, I know there's people out there that like the turbocharged 2.0. Uh, they, they, they love it, actually. But I just don't feel comfortable with that. Well, we've actually had a couple of them on the trail uh, doing some training, and they perform really nice. And that mm -hmm. 4xe, I'll tell you, when you go that electric mode, it is pretty sweet when you crawl. So. So uh, the fuel economy and electric range should be the same for all four X four by E models. I'm trying to I'm trying to correct myself, make sure I say four by E because that's what Jim said when he was on. Uh, EPA ratings for the 2024 Wrangler four by E haven't been published yet, but 
the 2023 model had 22 miles of electric range. That's so short. Nothing. (laughs) I mean, it is a a Jeep, though. So, you know, that's actually probably pretty good. Uh, With an efficiency rating of 49 mile per gallon with a little E. I like that. So they they have to tell you it's not miles per gallon because there's there's something else going on there besides gas. Uh, You know what? It's playing with numbers to make it look better so that the people at the top are going, yep. You have conformed to what we need done, therefore you're good. Well, you know, effectively, maybe that E doesn't stand for electric. Maybe it stands for effective, uh, effective yeah. miles per gallon. <laughs> so uh, the, the it, that is nice. I mean, it is actually something that you're going to experience, uh, you know, when you get that 49 MPGE. So uh, with just it, it goes on to say with just twenty mile per gallon combined on gasoline. So and I don't think it's going to get twenty miles per gallon. I really don't think it's going to get twenty mile per gallon for wrong fuel. I'd, I'd be surprised because it's a heavier vehicle too. Like all those oh, batteries. Oh, the batteries. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the more realistic is like somewhere between thirteen to fifteen miles per gallon. I mean, uh, I would agree. I got really excited on the Moab trip getting eighteen <laughs> on the Gladiator. Yeah, because that's you're on the highway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that's what the 20 uh, MPG is as well as highway miles. So um, even uh, for the 20 miles per gallon, even that capability proved unreliable in recent cold weather test of Rubicon 4xE. So I think that the batteries get a little, uh, have a little bit of a problem in in cold weather. Here's two things I learned. So we had that eight foot of snow up here and I talked to a tow truck driver and he was saying that the hardest thing was these Teslas that were up here in Big Bear. And they were, the batteries were not holding the charge because of the cold. And mind you, we were down in the teens, single digits uh, for most of that three or four weeks. So people that were already up here or could get up here, there's something about coming into either elevation and or cold that drains the battery much quicker. So that was interesting because I had not realized that that actually would affect the batteries yeah i wasn't really aware of it initially but the and especially because the lithium has a tendency to ignite uh Uh, they have to have a uh, um uh in climate environment controlled climate environment for the batteries so i wonder if maybe i know they have to cool them they have to chill them so they don't get too hot I wonder if they have to warm them whenever they're getting too cold because of efficiencies. Well, we uh, this guy I was talking to said it would be really neat if they had like a little blanket or something that you could put over, kind of like a mm-hmm. a heater a heater block that we use on the diesel. Just engines, like Grandma right? used to use uh, when she was cold. <laughs> something on the crocheted. Morning. Something crocheted. Oh, here's your little crocheted <laughs> oh, no, blanket this, for no, your battery. No, this has to be electric, you know, because <laughs> there's no body warmth. Uh, so I wonder if it if maybe the 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 heaters that are. Uh, you warming up the batteries because the the only way you're going to warm up the batteries uh, with a heater is through using electricity. So that might may explain why the battery drains faster. Could be. I don't. I don't know. It's something that we're not familiar with. But I was actually surprised to hear that. Um, and then also driving in elevation, I've heard uh, several people that drive the electric cars that when they come up in elevation, it also drains the battery. You don't think it has to do with uh, uh, putting more uh, strain on the battery, uh, the electric motor going up in elevation, you know, driving uphill? Probably, yeah. Yeah. But I I don't, yeah, I would be surprised if there's an elevation issue. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised. But hey, maybe uh, our, we have a listener out there that understands this and can call in and uh, and educate us or educate yes, us. Please, yes, please educate us because we're just guessing at this point. <laughs> well, you know, electric vehicles isn't the the bailiwick of this uh, of this this show. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like to know. I find it very interesting, uh, and uh, it's obviously going to be an issue. It's going to be funny whenever there's uh, there's so many electric vehicles out there, and then you got to call a uh, gasoline powered diesel powered vehicle to to come mm-hmm. get you. That's uh, what this this tow truck driver said. He said, as I said, him was so with these all these electric vehicles coming up here. Have you had more business or less business? He said, you'd be surprised. We actually have more business because the batteries are dying. And I said, do you guys offer a battery service to come and help charge them? He goes, nope. We just put them up on the truck, take them to a battery. Uh, an actual station where the batteries are the chargers and um that's it so it is a problem you know it's kind of interesting oh i don't have this in the show notes but i've been following tesla quite a bit i'm a tesla stockholder so i like seeing my, my money uh, my investment go up and uh, i don't know if if you have heard about this already uh wendy but i saw that uh, ford has worked a deal with tesla to make use of their uh, charging stations Oh, and I think that was last week, maybe the week before, and I think it was actually today, the day of us recording this. Um, GM is doing the same thing, mm. so Ford and GM are getting in bed with Tesla. Oh boy! Uh, so they can have uh, a place to uh, charge their electric vehicles. Well, I'll give a little teaser, and I may do an episode later on. But we actually had a Rivian truck in training on our trails, fully electric. Very interesting, but what I learned is that there are there's apps for all their charging stations. Obviously, Rivian has some, but just the stations all across whatever region you're in. And there's fast charging and regular charging. Now, I didn't get to ask what the cost difference, if they're paying differences for that, but it was interesting the way this gentleman was talking about the stations was that, oh, well, this one is fast charging. I need to make sure I can get back to that. So it was interesting having them off trail. I'm very impressed with that truck, by the way, that Rivian did amazing. And having a 15-inch lift, holy cow. <laughs> so, so when you fun. say 15-inch lift, this is an aftermarket lift. This is part of that uh, airbag suspension system or something that it's you were talking amazing. about? amazing. I mean, every, yeah, there's a battery at each wheel that lifts that vehicle. He has all kinds of different modes. I'll get into it, probably do an episode on it, just because it's something different. Mm-hmm. I'm not oh, yeah, for, no. for a Jeep talk show, but I'm telling you, I was super impressed with this Rivian truck. So I'll do a little teaser and then bring it up in another episode, and I'll get into some details of what all the creature features came with that vehicle and what it what it did and how the, how it was how it drove. I mm-hmm. mean, and Bill actually got to drive it, so super cool. So uh, he actually had to hook up uh, things to his head, right? Because you steer the thing with your brain thoughts. Brainwaves. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you sit in there, programs with your brain, yeah, cool. and it yeah, shocks it was, you. It shocks you if uh, yeah. you, you get low on gas. Um, it's it's interesting. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to the Cybertruck, the Tesla Cybertruck, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that on here as well because yeah, uh, I mean, it, I, I heard the other day that they're going to have a price for uh, the truck with one electric motor and a different price for one that has four electric motors. Which, wow. of course, that means an electric motor for each wheel. Wheel. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of fun things you can do uh, off-road when you have uh, control over power to each wheel. I mean, well, and lockers, just think of, you know, yeah. lockers are just a computer, a, a, a computer uh, software. Yeah. 
they they don't have lockers per se like we know them. It's very different. No, no, you just um, you just engage both uh, motors at the yeah, same rate. So it's a, insane. A, a focusing and on the same thing, much better efficiencies too. There's no diff to get caught on things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so and I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys that it, the the electricity uh, vehicles, the EVs, are the future. We just have to have something that generates electricity or something that stores a lot more electricity and charges a lot faster than what we have now. I just can't imagine sitting 45 minutes uh, at a charging station uh, to get 80% charge. Well, and that's the thing that I, I kind of looked at and thought, hey, it takes you two hours to get to a destination, but you've got an add an hour, let's say, give or take a little bit for the charge. And then when you want to come home, you're like, I'm done. I'm going to be home in two hours. No, you no. have to stop somewhere along the way and charge again. I, I don't know that I like that idea. So anyway. It, it removes me. freedom uh, is what yeah. it does. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, how much, I don't think anybody, nobody wants the, the planet to go uh, to go away or, or, or be trashed or anything. But uh, the, the earth's been doing just fine for millions of years. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think we're a little overly concerned about this, but I do like the 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 technology, the the development of technology. I just don't know how smart it is, like for me personally, to be able to uh, go for something like that. It, it, and I've said it before. It almost seems like if you have an electric vehicle, electric only vehicle, uh, it's a uh, a second vehicle at the best. Because you still need something that you can drive a long distance and pull over and get fuel and continue driving and, you know, spend five to ten minutes refueling and then go on on your trip. My God, that was a long trip to Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, Yeah, can you imagine having to stop every 300 miles or whatever the time frame was and have to hang out and wait? I mean, as long as there's beaver nuggets around, it'd be great. But there isn't once you leave Texas. So there you go. That's right. And then you have to, you need a truck to to carry all the beaver nuggets with you. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, would you like to have ad-free content? How about early access to all the future episodes? What about discount codes? Well, now exclusive Patreon subscriber content, you can get all that. It's available to you when you become a Patreon subscriber and help support the show you love. Join today. It's only $5. JeepTalkShow.com slash contact and look for Patreon. I'd love ad-free content. I'd love ad-free content on TV. God, oh, I hate man. ads. Well, you know, that's, that's why we uh, what do you, don't tape them anymore, but you do the recording. On oh, the, yes. On, yeah, for God, like yes. direct TV. I, and then you just skip right through them. It's like, hey, I can get through a show in 38 minutes. Yay. I, I love this one. <laughs> I, I complain about ads and then people go, well, you've got ads. What about that? So, yeah, trying to make some money, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you want to exactly. and now now I have a great comeback and say, hey, become a subscriber, and you don't have to listen to the ads either. That's right. <laughs> now you have a comeback. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Ads are crappy. Although on occasion, there's some really good ads. I don't know if you remember this one or not. Uh, oh, I'm brain farting on the the company. It was an internet company, and this is back like uh, the early 2000s or so. Maybe maybe even but, sooner than that. Was it GoDaddy? No, 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 no. They uh, if you if you saw this, you'll you'll immediately remember it. So this guy, nice suit, uh, older gentleman, was talking about this uh, internet company, and uh, they were shooting a, a hamster or a gerbil uh, from a cannon, trying to hit the O and the the name of the the company. And the, <laughs> the hamster or, or gerbil would shoot out of the cannon and then would hit on the side of the name and fall. <laughs> okay. 
and then they would show it running, you know, running off like it was right. it was okay. It wasn't hurt. It's free. I'm free. <laughs> then they would try it again, and it, whenever they it went through the the opening in the O, the lights went off and all this stuff. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, I could watch that thing many many times. And uh, so sometimes they the people really put an effort into the commercials, and you just yeah. have to watch them. I guess they do that for the Super Bowl, don't they? Because everybody, yes. I- even if you're not a football fan, you want to see the commercials, yeah, the commercials on yeah. the Super Bowl. My my favorite for Super Bowl are the Clydesdales. Yes. I, don't, I won't mention the beer, but, you know, the, the Clydesdales were always that's, the best. And that's a shame, too, because there's I have oh. a lot of fond, fond memories. A great song, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Clydesdales. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really good. But... Uh, things happen, you know. You can't yep. uh, you can't just make decisions that uh, are going to affect fifty at least fifty percent of your uh, your audience, your buying public, and not have bad things happen to you. Sounds like ninety percent they affected. Anyway, but fifty is a, is a given. It may be higher than that. I think it is. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of making bad decisions, yeah, so, sounds like it. <laughs> so, police notified of fake Edmonds. This is in Washington. Uh, not D.C., uh, state, officer pulling people over in a black Jeep. Okay, wait a minute, Tony. You have a picture here of Josh in his Jeep. I have so a theory. Are you talking about him? I okay. have a theory. Okay. <laughs> I have right. no evidence. <laughs> it's a theory. Let's hear it. <laughs> so, you know, Josh has been having some financial issues, and he had sure. to take off from the show due to that so he could uh, get, get things flush again. I'm thinking that, you know, because Oregon is just right next to Washington State. It is. Actually, he's really close to it. And nobody in their right mind would try to do anything illegal in the state you're from. So all he has to do is fix up the Jeep well enough so he can go to Washington, pull a few people over, take some bribes. It's not illegal because he's not really a police officer. (laughs) Okay. Sure, that makes sense. Oh, poor Josh. He's not. No, he's not doing this. I I have to believe he's not doing this, but... You do have the picture up here, the show notes, guys. you got to check well, it out. I, I, like I said, I have no evidence, but I have a strong suspicion. I mean, it is a black Jeep, and not very many people have black Jeeps. Cause it's, Josh, you know, if, you're just... listening, if you're listening, Josh, you better call in and confirm that this is not you. <laughs> oh, he's not listening. I'm hoping somebody says, hey, Josh, are you pretending to be a police officer in Washington? Because they're looking for you. And he goes, why? Why would you say that? Oh, they're talking about it on the show. Son it's of a, a bitch. Show. Exactly. I'm not there to defend myself. So honestly, is somebody actually pretending to be a police officer and pulling people over? Is that what, what yeah. this story I mean, is? I mean, this guy had on a vest that said sheriff. And, oh, my God. And the, the police are confused. Ed, Edmonds police are confused because they don't have any Jeep patrol vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, apparently they do now. <laughs> so a victim told police they were uh, on the side of, uh, looks like Talbot Road, when a black Jeep with lights and sirens Ooh. pulled in behind them. The man allegedly had a vest that should, said sheriff and said he was an EPD officer. Uh, when questioned, the man got back in his Jeep and left. <laughs> wonder, are you a real police officer? Oh, damn it, you figured me out. I gotta go. Oh. <laughs> oh God, what a moron. <laughs> he doesn't even have the whole acting thing down yet, dude. You don't leave in the middle of that. So, do you, uh, have, have you ever, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've been pulled over before, uh, uh, but have you ever suspected that maybe it wasn't an actual police officer? Back in the day, I was very, very young. I have pulled over once. Um, I didn't question it. Today, I would. Today, I would want to see their badge number. I'd probably be calling 911 to make sure that that was legitimate. And that's because I'm a woman. Yeah. So, 
there are things that we've been sort of told in certain areas that you just need to make sure that's truly a police officer because they could have an actual car that looks like it from your rear view mirror. All they need is a light bar and, you know, maybe some lights in the, the bumper. And uh, so back then, no, but today I probably would want to double check it that I was truly, you know, here's where I am. I've got somebody with lights on. Are they actually pulling me over? Mm-hmm. Well, it can be dangerous, too, because uh, yes. d- depending on the mood of the officer and because uh, they can be qu- quite crabby at times. I mean, they do have to deal with the public and usually the public they deal with is is not the, the most law abiding uh, type. So I can certainly understand them being crabby. Uh, but, uh, I mean, y- it could be very dangerous. We've all seen bad things happen to people that don't yeah. uh, obey what the police say. I guess it would help if there was more than one vehicle there, if it's just one vehicle. I mean, you wouldn't expect the, to have uh, three or four uh, fake cops pull <laughs> No, that's true. But, <laughs> but then again, if you have three or four, you must have done something really, really bad. And then you better stop, put your hands up and let, <laughs> listen to the commands and mm-hmm. do what they say. So, uh, I, you know, I don't have very much police activity uh, associated with me. I mean, I, 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 I have two red vehicles, and that's supposed to be the, the, the worst case scenario. Arrest uh, me, red. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I must be doing something because I'm flashy type thing. Uh, and uh, I just don't have that much uh, a, a police activity around me. And when I do, it's not it's never a bad thing. I mean, they, yeah. they, they usually want to ask a question or two about the Jeep. <laughs> It was funny on the XJ when I, the rare times that I would get pulled over, I, there was at least a 50% chance that the police officer was, was going to say, I used to have one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you have a whole different conversation at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the, I guess it was the last time I was pulled over, uh, the uh, police officer, and I, and I mentioned this on the show, the police officer said, uh, uh, Jeep talk show, is that a radio show or something? And I went, oh, how'd you know about the Jeep talk show? And and uh, he kind of backs up and looks down at the side of the the, the gladiator <laughs> with a big sticker and says, "I wonder." <laughs> Gee, um, let me think for a minute. <laughs> my my wife is nervous. She gets nervous about being pulled over, and I Aww. just I just have fun with it. What's what are they going to yeah. do? I mean, Nothing. L- worst case is they're going to write me a ticket. Okay, you know what? And they're doing their job, and I would say probably ninety nine point nine percent are excellent human beings and great people, and we appreciate them doing what they do for us. By oh, the absolutely. Way. And I and I find. That uh, if you if the the officer seems a little crabby, you can win them over just simply by saying, you know, I pay your salary. <laughs> yeah, that goes over really well, Tony. <laughs> Yes. We're we're gonna have a chat about this in HR. Yeah, why don't you sit back in the back of my control car and let's have a talk. <laughs> so yeah, and I got a warning, uh, and I you know I just I don't care. Like I said, the worst that's gonna happen to you is you get a ticket. You may have to spend some money uh, or or take defensive driving. Is defensive driving still a thing? I don't know. I know we have to in California. You have to sit through. It's online now, I think. I think so, yeah. Drivers, whatever training. I, I wasn't called it defensive. It's just more about the rules and the laws and just reminding you what's in the actual DMV booklet that you're supposed to read before you take your test. It's called punishment, and you can sit in a boring class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> pay, and think about you what you did. Yeah. yeah, you got to pay for you it. you got to pay for it. Uh, and I always, uh, I, <clears throat> I never took one, but I thought the, the comedy ones were, were a really good idea. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're talking 90s here, I believe. And this is funny. Um, I actually got uh, two speeding tickets, I think, within uh, a week of each other. 
not good. And because of the uh, how slow the process is, I was able to take one defensive driving class for both tickets. <laughs> Wow, you looked out there. <laughs> I tried it, and you know, I was going to see if it would work, and it did. Uh, and I think this the and it's the uh, statute, not statue of limitations, has run out on that. So I think I can talk about it now. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Josh is making a little extra income there. Uh, I just hope he makes enough to pay for that uh, sheriff's vest and uh, any jail time he may face. So you know, if you know, if you know Josh, you're talking to Josh, and you're listening to the show. Let him know that you uh, think he ought not be pulling people over in his black jeep. But it is nice to know that the the Cherokee's back on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that a vehicle that hasn't been made in 20 years would be a clue as to as far as it not being a real sheriff's yeah, officer. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, I think it's the lights. People just okay. I'll pull over. <laughs> Hey, this is Andrew. You know, we have dinner with Bob, you know, just before the Jeep Talk Show event. And I can confirm Wendy, Bob's wife, not the lovely co-host, not that lovely co-host could be Bob's wife, is in fact a blow-up doll. But, you know, that's beside the point. Have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Oh, dear. I'm not sure. I'm not either. I'm not not like. Maybe we just move right along. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a great time at the uh, the third annual Jeep Talk Show uh, off road event, and uh, Nikki G was there. Uh, first time know, meeting I, Nikki G. You know, he kind of got lost along the way to get there, but he made it. I'm so excited for him. I hope he had a great time, and yeah, I bet he did. I wonder if uh, either one of his uh, uh, call ins uh, have anything to do with uh, with that. We'll have to wait and see. We're gonna have one this episode for sure. All right, let's check it out. So. Well, speaking of Nikki G and everything that he does, I'd like to talk a little bit about mentoring. I know we do a lot of newbie stuff here, um, but mentoring is actually a really good chance for us who have experience to help somebody who doesn't have experience. Um, But patience is a big key on that. There's a lot of people who don't have the patience to break it down into simplified version, um, helping somebody out. But it's really not just telling the newbie what they need to do, but really helping them to understand why they need to do something. And that could be anything from teaching them how to air down or teaching them how to lead runs or just knowing how to pick a line, uh, maybe utilizing something on their vehicle. So it's really a, a really good thing that I think I like to remind us that are been in wheeling for a long time, that sometimes you have to put yourself in that new position, newbie position. Um, and remember that we're always there to help somebody. And I just want to share a really kind of an interesting story, which is why I, I want to talk about this. So we did a run down in the desert at Cougar Buttes, um, which is uh, about 20 minutes from the house in the desert about three weeks ago or so. Maybe it was a few months. Who knows? Time passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Eddie, who was on our uh, Jeep Talk Show event last year here in Big Bear, he was actually joining us. Um, but anyway, he there was a bunch of us there. We're all lined up. We're airing down. Um, and this Jeep, this 4XE Jeep kind of drives by and the next thing we know, he had turned around and come back and he says, so what are you guys doing? <laughs> and, I, and me, I love to, you know, engage with people. I think this is part of what our job is. And I just said, Hey, it's a, it's a run we're going to do. And he says, can I join you? And I looked at his Jeep. It's like, you know, four, four months old, brand new spanking new. And I said, do you have any, you know, anyway, it was a kind of a difficult run that we were doing. So I said, well, you're welcome to join us. He said, we do have bypasses. Um, but I don't think your Jeep is quite set up to be able to do that. And I wouldn't want to damage it. 
So he ended up following us. Uh, he was there for the driver meeting. We got him off the trail and we stopped at the first obstacle. And then he jumped in our Jeep and hung out with us the whole day and got to watch and see everybody else go through all these obstacles. So I think that's important because he had a chance to really see what we do as a club, what we do, what we do as Jeepers. We welcomed him. We don't, none of us knew him. Um, his name's Cleet, by the way, and he's uh, a, a great guy. He just really enjoyed his time. And of course, me at the end, I had to talk about, hey, if you ever decide to get into more wheeling and you want some guidance or training, let us know. He contacted us. So Trails 411, we took him out and got him fully trained off a whole day of full off-roading. So he's hooked. But it just reminded me that had I said no to him joining because it was a club run, um, we would have lost that opportunity to work with him and get him involved in the off-roading world. And I just want to remind people that you just never know who you're going to meet, which I think you probably experienced that at EGS, didn't you, Tony? Uh, Where you met people? EGS and on, at the, the third annual Jeep Talk Show event, we had uh, a couple people come up and said, uh, hey, you mind if we go with you guys? And I was like, yes. of course you can. And yeah. it, it, it surprised me that they would even ask. But I understand, you know, they, they you have to ask, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was like they were happy when I said, they, I said, of course you can. I mean, we'd love to have you uh, come along. Uh, but uh, the thing that um, the thing that surprises me is that they have they find the courage to ask. That yes. would be the hard thing for me because of the possibility agree. of no or that look like, well, how dare you even ask me? Yeah, exactly. Look, we're all set up, and you're not. I mean, really? Yeah, you're so right, Tony. I think that the courage that somebody has to ask that question to join, and then if you're in a group and you say no to them, oof. I mean, talk about sending a message that Jeepers are not friendly or we don't want to help people. And I understand, trust me, you're on a run and you're doing a black diamond. You don't want some newbie hanging around necessarily because you want to get through it. I'm just saying, remember where we all started. Everybody had to start somewhere where somebody guided us or gave us a chance or said, yeah, come along. Let's see what you can do. So it's just important that we continue to mentor everybody. This guy's older than we are, and it was fun. It's his first Jeep. He is so excited about going out. In fact, oh, we have a... Oh, you made a huge difference in this guy's life. Well, and he's... We have a club run on... Um, we had a club run the weekend after, I guess. And so, he, he went on it. And he's going to enjoy, and he learned how to do it right, so he's not going to hurt his Jeep. He's probably going to expand like we all do and add more stuff and you know, get into more things. But the bottom line is this man now has somebody to go out with, which a lot of times when you buy a Jeep, you don't know anybody. How do you connect with people? I mean, I've done episodes in the past about trying to find groups and segments, but you're right, Tony, that nervousness of asking somebody to help you that you don't even know or that you can join. So just a reminder to, you know, be kind, let people um, in if you want. It's, of course, your choice as the leader or the trail thing, but I'm so happy they got me. I mean, most of our group would have done the same thing, but right. I just, I feel like I'm compelled to share and uh, not, not teach or train that day. We just absolutely shared the, you know, off-roading and the event and just doing what we do out there. Well, we we I, I, think that, I think that's the instructor in you. And it's also uh, uh, probably the, you like seeing the excitement on people's faces whenever they're able to accomplish things. I mean, to wow. me, that is just the most wonderful thing. It's it's like being instructors, like teaching it kids uh, for something the first time and seeing them engaged. I mean, yeah. this is kind of like a built-in 
uh, want of engagement. You know, you just mm-hmm. spent all this money on a Jeep and now I want to take it off road because damn it, it's a Jeep. Yeah. And I, and I should be able to, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But I don't want to do something stupid. <laughs> yeah. I know. But anyway, I just, uh, I love it that we're mentors. I think it's part of our quote responsibility. You don't have to do it all the time, but just to make sure that you're open to the possibility that when someone comes to you and they could be in your group too, asking questions you know, sharing our knowledge, not not overbearing, um, being super patient. You know, we've worked with all kinds of different people. We've been on runs with all different kinds of people. And you just have to be understanding that they're at a different level or they're trying to learn something. And a few moments of each of us taking that time to help somebody, I think it's just going to keep the Jeep life alive and thriving. So I'm excited to share that. But mm-hmm. I think mentoring is important. I think clubs are also a, a way that a lot of people try uh, getting uh, instruction and help into uh, going off-road. And I'm, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but it would be mm-hmm. very difficult for me uh, to go that route. I'm, I'm fortunate. I, I do, I've do. i done a show for the past uh, 13 years, and I've got people that listen to the show that are happy to help me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and you know, we, we've talked about joining clubs in the past. It's part of how you find other places. And you know, clubs are clubs. You've all, we've all been in clubs. There are good and bad things about clubs. Um, but it is a good way to consider, if you're new, trying to figure out, you know, where to go run. And the only way you're going to learn is to really get out and, you know, go with people. Well, how do you find those people? So I'll probably need to do another episode, Tony, and bring it forward about how to reach out and where to find these types of people to do runs. But I, I just think it's important that as mentors, we need to be willing to be open to those possibilities to help the next generation or this gentleman was older, just a, a new uh, Jeep owner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there was something that we were working on internally at the Jeep Talk Show because this is often a, an issue. People get Jeeps and they may even listen to the Jeep Talk Show to try to gather some information uh, right. about going off road. And we don't do a lot of stuff about uh, this is what you do, this is where you go, this is, you know, so on and so forth. So I was trying to think of a way that we could do um, not really an off-roading 101 class, but uh, I, somebody told me that the, the college thing have uh, uh, 100 classes, which is kind of like oh, an introduction. An introduction. To, the, you know, the, the, the intro uh, of uh, whatever the course is. And yeah. I was thinking maybe we could do something like a, because uh, we've got the, the Zoom meeting thing. And mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe we could have like a, a monthly uh, 100 class for off-roading. And I mean, that getting rid of that, that fear of actually approaching somebody and saying, hey, can I be a part of this, uh, is gone. Because you're now, you know, a thousand miles away behind a screen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, if it gets, and, yeah, and if it gets too embarrassing, you just press the disconnect button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all over well, and you're fine. But it, 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 yeah. it was a nightmare trying to collect all the information because, you know, we're a worldwide thing. And I was, yeah. of course, we were just going to try to do the United States. There's lots of places, lots of uh, businesses across the country or even just organizations that want to help people uh, get uh, going off road. And uh, I mean, we would have to collect that information because I don't want to encourage somebody to do off-road and then not have a way for them to contact somebody close to them uh, to be able to set up something and go off-road. I mean, I know somebody in Texas. I know somebody in California. And uh, we've interviewed a few people, but uh, we need a lot of places so we can help these people get off-road. Well, and I think, too, that's how YouTube probably became sort of an option um, yeah, it doesn't true. mean it's good what you see on YouTube, but there are some good stuff. And we have a great YouTube channel, Trails 411. You guys can check that out. 
um, with all kinds of good content. But, you know, we're also available on the show. If you got a question, you're maybe somebody new, you're not sure where to start. That's kind of how my newbie nugget sex, uh, segments have come about, um, is that I sort of try to look at it from the standpoint of being brand new and what you need to know so that you're not showing up completely newbie you actually have some knowledge. So I think it's the Jeep Talk Show is a great resource. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got lots of people that we can connect you with too to figure that out. So reach out to us. Let us know. We're happy well, to help we you. may still do this. I guess the hardest part, uh, I mean, telling people uh, the, what to expect, what they need to go off-road, which is a Jeep. <laughs> There's not a lot more you need to do uh, to it. It just varies. Uh, the modifications just vary uh, how much, uh, how high and uh, how f uh, far you can go over things. Um, so I, I love the idea of having a 100 course, the, but I really want to get a lot of uh, people across the country uh, that, uh, that either have courses or uh, they do training. Maybe their club does training just so uh -huh. you know, we can get people directed to somebody close by. Yeah, kind of like a resource. Yeah. I like it. We yeah. can set that up. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, we just have to collect it and then manage it somehow so we know that uh, those uh, those organizations were, were still available. I think one of the reasons why I remember this is I was talking to Todd Bacon that came out to our third annual Jeep Talk Show event. And uh, when we were done for the day where we were sitting there uh, in the... Uh, uh, the little awning area uh, chatting, and uh, Todd does uh, offroading101.com, which is a, a great uh, a great Texas-based thing. Uh, Br um, Brian, Texas, it's uh, where they uh, they make the Bluebell ice cream. It's a, a great place. Really, mm -hmm. really, really pretty uh, in that area of Texas too. And uh, but they also have uh, stuff out at Hidden Falls Adventure Park, and I think they had actually uh, had a class the week prior to our event. It just Ooh. worked out well for them to be able to come out. It was actually his whole team uh, came out to our event. Oh, how nice! Yeah. That's good. He he led a trail, and uh, his uh, his team actually helped people get up up and over obstacles. So there was they were kind of doing an off roading one hundred and one class. Uh, nice. out there so it was very yeah. very nice of uh, todd bacon to do that but uh you know if you're in texas i definitely would go uh, try doing the offroading101.com website and set something up i personally have had the 101 class it was fabulous uh i mean just it was i mean there was nothing about it that made me feel like they were talking down to me or mm -hmm. uh any of that and it was uh it, it was it, it's more conducive to learning whenever you feel comfortable about what you're being told yeah. Uh, and how it's being delivered to you. So I don't know that that's, that's the, the norm. <laughs> I've only been to one class, and mm -hmm. they were great. So if I could find a bunch of, uh, uh, a bunch of uh, classes like that, groups like that across the country, oh, I would just love to get people involved in it because that's the way to get hooked. You, you go yes. out there, you feel good, you, you do yes. the class, and I'm sure you guys do the same thing. We do, and I love when they give us a good review because it really speaks to what their experience was. So I think it's important. Again, that's kind of what we're doing. Yes, we're offering classes, but um, it's really us mentoring and, and really giving anybody the chance to start off what I would call fresh or new with the right information. Um, and there's a lot of information out there. It's not necessarily that ours is the only way, but it's a good way to get somebody in a positive way to get going and get excited and you know what it's all about getting out there with your jeep and having fun and seeing this incredible country I mean, look what you did tony you drove all the way to moab and you saw some incredible sights you know what that's because you're in a jeep and you're going for a specific reason you got to see things in this country that 
you might not have done otherwise. Mm -hmm. so. Having a Jeep is like having a superpower. Uh, you can go and do things that other people can't. Mere mortals can't do. That's correct. <laughs> All right, uh, Wendy, have you ever had an oil change done on your Jeep? Uh, well, I don't think we've had it done. I think we do it ourselves. I'm like, wait a minute. No, Bill does it. Yeah. Oh, I love the idea of doing my own oil changes because you yes. don't have to drive any place. No. Uh, if you order the, the crap from Amazon, you don't even have to go try it, pick up the or oil and the actually, filter. Actually, for Brock Auto is even better. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little more, uh, you have to wait a little longer. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure the prices are very good. Um, and if, and, and I don't know this, this, I love rock auto, but the thing that kind of bothers me about rock auto is if, if you, if the stuff is coming from more than one of their warehouses, you pay shipping from each warehouse. So you don't pay one shipping. And, and that's, and that's the other thing is you have to pay shipping where I don't have to do that for Amazon. Yes, I, I may but, pay a little but, more, but, but you get these cool stickers from rock auto <laughs> oh you mean the magnetic ones that you can yeah the magnetic yeah, sorry, yeah they're, that they're is magnets, yeah that is cool magnets. i like those those are pretty so fun. that's worth it and for us we get it usually the next day so i don't know what's going on with you in texas but we get our stuff usually the next day unless it's something really obscure you know but mostly everything comes the next day it, it's been a while since i ordered from rock auto they may have uh changed things around a little bit uh but uh, last time i ordered anything from them it was uh, several days it wasn't a week or anything like that but it was certainly longer than amazon um but uh i'm in a situation where i have a, 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 a the 2021 jeep talk show gladiator has a hundred thousand mile warranty and that wasn't from the factory that was added on by the dealership I think sixty is what the uh, is what the, the the Mopar or whatever it's called uh, warranty is, uh, and uh, to maintain that warranty, uh, the oil has to be changed by a certified mechanic, and, and I don't think the word YouTube can be in that uh, certified mechanic thing. No. <laughs> so uh, I can't uh, change my oil. Uh, I mean, I can change it. Uh, and, uh, I guess if they didn't know, but I think that if the oil change went 20,000 miles and it hadn't been changed and there wasn't records for that, then that might be a problem. So, uh, I get, uh, well, I was thinking I got three free oil changes, but according to the dealership that I went to this past week, uh, I've got two or three left. So, oh, uh, it was more than that then. Well, it's not supposed to be, but I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick on it because it was, the, the oil changes are pretty expensive. So free anyway, is free. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I drove over to uh, Gilman uh, Jeep uh, in, uh, in Houston to have my oil changed. And it was really interesting. I have never uh, gone so long with the oil change that I actually got the message on the display saying change oil soon. So uh, it, it just has a the computer just keeps up with how many miles you've driven. It's nothing. Sure. It, yeah. It, there's no sensor in there that's uh, you know checking the oil. So uh, at seventeen thousand miles approximate, uh, I have now had my third oil change. That's about right. About every five thousand miles. Yep. 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 So uh, I was thinking about getting it done before going to EJS, but it just didn't work out for me. Um, too many naps uh, necessary in that uh, that time frame. Getting all ready for EJS, and uh, so it was fine. It made it over there and back. And uh, actually, it's never. I don't think it's a great idea to make um, a lot of changes to your vehicle before a long trip. Um, things can happen, uh, especially when somebody else is doing the oil change that you may not care for like not mm -hmm. enough oil being put in or or forgetting the uh what the the, the drain plug any, back in. yeah any oil <laughs> in 
the wrong oil in. Yeah, the wrong oil in. Let's and put uh, transmission fluid in. This, see how that goes. That's funny. This looks like antifreeze. <laughs> Tastes like antifreeze. Oh, that's pretty sweet. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I, there's. I mean, you you may have different um, experience uh, with that, but I just don't like doing it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so anyway, got the oil changed, did a, a tire rotation and, uh, had a good conversation with the, uh, service advisor while we were waiting to, uh, to get the, the Jeep back. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you, Wendy, but it just bugs the hell out of me when somebody's doing something to any of my vehicles and I'm not standing right there watching them. I well, but you have to like these it. days. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and one other thing I noticed while I was there, and this is different from the last time. Oh, it was September 2022 when I last had the oil changed because I just don't drive the Gladiator that much. Wow, and uh, that's right. When wow. I was there, I noticed that the various Jeep paraphernalia that they sell, uh, the shirts, the hats, the, the various okay. things. Yeah. Uh, very expensive. I mean, like forty dollar t shirts and what? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I'm just I'm just uh, coming up with yes. what I think I remember. Anyway, the the prices were much more reasonable. They had some very nice uh, Jeep uh, shirts, uh, like oh. not not polos, but like you know pullover collared uh, yeah collared things. And the the t shirts with very nicely done t shirts with the Jeep logo on it, nineteen ninety nine. That's the price it should be. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still a little pricey for a t-shirt, but it's certainly understandable with a Jeep logo on it. And, yeah. you know, they actually had little uh, Jeep models. And I'm not talking about Hot Wheels size. I mean, something that was in the order of uh, five or six inches long. Okay. And, uh, with, uh, like, Wranglers without the tops on and stuff and some with oh. the Freedom panels and things. Okay. $9.99. Oh. And they didn't have a bunch of them. And I looked to see if there was a Gladiator. If there was a Gladiator, and especially if it was red, yes. I was spending that 10 bucks. Heck yes, you but, have to. But no, it was <laughs> it was this Wranglers there. So I don't know if it was like leftover type stuff that they were selling or, or, or what, but it was very reasonably priced. So, uh, oh, and speaking of reasonably priced, they had a uh, 392, uh, twenty. I think it was a 2024 uh, oh. JLU. Nice. Uh, $86,000. I was going to say, yeah, actually, that's about what I thought it would be, 86000 Yeah, I put it up on, I, on our Discord. Uh, I posted up the pictures while I was there. So I would love to see, to drive one of those, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah I, just, I, mean, I just like hearing uh, Bill's, uh, him started it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not, I mean, it's the power Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. Power is wonderful. I don't care who you are. So anyway, got the oil changed in the uh, the the Gladiator. I started to say the Cherokee in the Gladiator, and um, uh, let's see how long it is before I get the next one done. We should all take a a poll or do a uh, what do they do those um you know when there's a football game they do um everybody puts in their when they think you're going to get oh, it done. Yeah, you the, should do that. What is it? Pool, the uh, the pool. pool. Yeah, the pool. Yeah, we should do that for your next oil change and see who. <laughs> Which listener gets it right for the exact mileage? That would actually be kind of funny, Tony. We could do that. Yeah. Everybody pays $5 and the winner gets half of it and the other half goes to the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I just want to say I had a great time at the uh, Jeep Talk Show Hidden Falls event. I got there to meet go. a bunch of people, enjoyed every second of it. Uh, I highly recommend you attend the next one, but uh, if you do go, 
Don't plan on sleeping because uh, Cheap Talk Show fans don't enjoy sleeping for some reason. <laughs> well, that's not why I'm calling. Of course not. I'm calling to tell you, I just went to the graveyard and I saw se- several typos on tombstones. Yeah, it was a grave mistake. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Nikki G is hating that he said they're going to be 18% funnier this year. Yeah, I think he's, yeah. Actually, that one wasn't bad. He he did catch me on that one. I was like, ooh, what type of, oh, dang it. <laughs> That's exactly what I did, Nikki G. Good one. You got me. <laughs> hey, we're excited to announce that on our next interview episode, we'll be featuring a special guest interview with Doug Johnson with Cat Skin Leather. I still think it's a bad idea to call it Cat Skins. <laughs> It doesn't quite have the right, unless you read it, that makes sense. Otherwise, you're hearing it going, wait a minute, what are we doing? Because that's how they used to make violin strings. Exactly. Out of cat skin. <laughs> so, oh, boy. Uh, but leather seats for your vehicle, and I'm not talking about covers. I'm talking about complete new mm. you know, cover of the seat with this uh, the leather stuff. And they have places around the country that you can go and have this done. I was shocked at just how inexpensive it is. I mean, really? don't get me don't get me wrong; it's pricey, but it's not too grand pricey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and they in, they will embroidery your either <gasps> your headrest or the seat. You know, like the 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 Rubicon is done. Yeah. They have that. Yeah. They they can do that, or they oh. can put Jeep Talk Show. Uh, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> in red, that'd be awesome, Tony. Yeah. Well, the seats are going to be red, so can't have enough red, Wendy. I, I know that. I was <laughs> trying to help you with one more thing you could add to red. Hey, guys, it's Bob. Uh, I just listened to the last episode, and you were talking about the radios and how Bill and Wendy should have handhelds. But I thought, you know, of all the things Wendy'd have to remind Bill of, getting gas, <laughs> she can do that while he's in the Jeep, right? Yes. All right. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Oh, God. <laughs> You're nobody, so bad, Bob. <laughs> nobody forgets. <laughs> oh, poor Bill. He's going to live that down forever. Yeah. I well, know. we, but we actually do have handhelds. So we're good. Yep. We are mess and ham. So we're good. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, for our must have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep, Baxter Performance MS201 uh, cartridge to spin on adapter. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, I haven't actually done an oil change, but my understanding is, is that there's a cartridge in there, not it like a cover and a cartridge that you put in it. And there's not an actual spin on oil filter, like a self-contained oil filter. So, okay. so basically what this thing does from back to back to your performance is it allows you to put an oil filter, a spin on oil filter uh, on your, uh, in this case, your 3.6 uh, Pentastar. Uh, is, that, is that a Pentastar? I think it is a Pentastar. Anyway, the, 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 the engine that I have in my Gladiator. But this, it doesn't just allow you to put an oil filter on there. What it does is uh, it keeps the oil in the top of the engine. So whenever you go to do a cold start, and the, I think, uh, I believe uh, uh, Ken, I think it was Ken uh, Baxter, actually told me in, in our interview uh, that uh, the oil drains down from the top of your 3.6 within 15 minutes. So whenever you go to start it, the upper part of the engine is not as lubricated uh, as you might want it to be. And with this adapter, it allows you to keep the oil at the top of the engine so the oil gets to all the top parts quicker. 
And okay. I think this is especially important if, if you don't run the engine for you know a week or two weeks mm-hmm. or when it's cold outside. Do, do they make this for multiple models? or is it Absolutely. Just no, okay. absolutely. And uh, you just go over to Baxter Performance, just do a search for Baxter, Baxter Performance, and you can uh, check and see what uh, what vehicles and engines that uh, it, that uh, they are available for. But the uh, Pinterstar cartridge spin-on oil filter adapter for this one fits the 2014 uh, 3.2 and 3.6-liter Pinnistar engines. Cartridge filters have no anti-drainback valve. Uh, this produces uh, faster oil pressure at startup by keeping the upper oil system flooded. The adapter contains a full-flow check valve and a unique threaded locking mechanism. Utilizes a straighter valve for oil evacuation when removing the spin-on spin on filter. Because when you take the spin-on oil filter off, all the oil is going to uh, you know, drop out of it. So you put a little air hose on there, pushes the oil down past that, evacuates the oil filter, and now you mm-hmm. can take it off without making a big mess on your engine. That's pretty cool. Yep, it is very cool. So uh, this thing is uh, $379.95. It will uh, make your engine last longer because we all know same reason mm-hmm. we do oil changes is because oil is what keeps your uh, vehicle, uh, your engine lubed and at top performance. What I like about this, too, is it's made in the USA. So, Oh, yeah. Great stuff. And uh, if you're not following uh, Baxter Performance on Instagram, uh, do so and you will see some great images. They have a beautiful shop. I mean, my God, it's just a top-notch looking thing. And I, I think it would be fun just to stand there and look at the shop. Well, look at this Ooh, and drool. <laughs> yeah, look at all this stuff that we have doing making these parts and this just beautiful work. Beautiful work. Check it out, and uh, if you get one, let me know what you think about it. I want one for my uh, my gladiator so bad. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve the show and reach more Jeep enthusiasts like yourself. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media like, uh, oh, hell, Pinterest. Follow us on Pinterest. No, you're not going to follow us on Pinterest because we're not there, damn it. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Right next to the cucumber sandwiches. No, no, no. So, uh, like uh, Tic Tac, uh, the uh, Instagram. Love Instagram. Been doing a lot of Instagram. Uh, And make sure you sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on the latest Jeep news events and giveaways. Finally, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you'll find multiple ways to contact us. We really do want to hear from you, and we're not just saying that. (laughs) Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. There are three changes you make to your Jeep that make you turn and look at it as you walk away. Lift, tires, and wheels. Yep. (laughs) Broadcasting since 2010.